Hello and welcome to another edition of Chad Morrow's podcast for course project step number six. Today we are discussing two questions like normal, but this time there's a few calculations that we had to do. But um, we're starting with chapter 13 of the text today. And this is covering um, collects, prepare, and examining data of stage three of the process, the research process. This chapter, it kind of focused on um, presenting steps necessary to prepare data for data analysis. Um, the question from chapter 13 is wanting us to select a small sample of class members, work associates, friends, family members, and ask them to answer the following question. What are your career aspirations for the next five years? <laughs> this was actually harder um, than I realized it was going to be um, once I got going. Um, the question seemed simple, but it, I got some interesting answers. Anyways, uh, use one of four basic units of content analysis to code their responses. Describe your findings using frequencies for the unit of analysis you, you selected. So I went right to um, content analysis in Schindler's text. And it sent me right, I, I was able to find um, the four um, the four basic units of content. And once I found that, I was able to kind of find out which one I wanted to use. At first, I thought, you know, I, I kind of narrowed it down between referential and propositional units that I wanted to use here. But what I ended up going with was the propositional uh, unit measure. And mainly that was because it was the assertion that, you know, it could use objects and, and people. And the example it gave was, um, you know, a sale of, on Black Friday and the outcome was it was looking at savings. So I thought with these value labels that I came up with for the table, the frequency table, I thought, you know, because I had, I had a retired category or value label. I had a contentment category, a promotion category, and a growth category, and also a don't know category, um, which was a little bit biased, I think, on her, on her part, on the participant's part. I felt like she just didn't uh, really want to answer the question um, more, I don't know, she was more reluctant, I guess. She she was she was injecting bias. She was re she was respondent. The respondent was reluctant, and you can see that from the slideshow. Um, but it's in Exhibit thirteen seven of the text, um, where you can find it as well. But she definitely kind of injected some bias there with that don't know question and kind of a refusal to even answer it, <clears throat> which is fine. I included her in the table. I thought it was interesting. So she is also 
um, in it. Um, I had a few more. Um, I had two people, which were, um, uh, let me back up real quick. The don't know answer was from a friend. So I interviewed one coworker, um, two friends. I'm sorry. What, uh, two, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, one coworker, um, two family members, and then six friends. And we, um, we got down, I was able to label these in five different categories. I, I, I uh, explained that earlier and I'll jump right into kind of just showing you what the, uh, or trying to explain what the, what the table looks like. Um, the value labels are don't know, retired, content, contentment, promotion, and growth. And the values presented here, I have them listed at a one, two, three, four, and five, and the frequency they occurred. I had one don't know, I had two retires, and I had three um, contentments, and two promotions, and one growth. In the table, um, as you go down, of course, I, the, the uh, don't know was a 10% um, frequency and then the retired was 20% containment or contentment was 30% promotion was 30% I'm sorry 20% and the growth was 10% the valid percent um, followed exactly those same percentages and once but when we got to the cumulative the cumulative percent that's where it kind of stumbled me up a little bit and I spent a little bit of time trying to figure this out but um, the, uh, don't know cumulative percent is 10%. Um, and then you have the retired is 33.3% and the contentment is 66.7 promotion is 88.9%. And then you get to your growth, which should be your hundred percent of the total of your, uh, your study here. So it's your cumulative scores as you, as you go through the, the different values of the, the frequencies occurred with kind of the labels you chose. And, um, I think most of that can be found in the book. And I mentioned the uh, propositional, um, unit I used that can be found on page 327. And also I, I followed a, a table guide, a frequency table guide that I found on 352 as well. Um, so I think that that pretty much answers question 13. We can move to question 14 here. And this one was tricky as well um, for me. It's I spent some time on this, um, which I think that is, is, is a good thing on trying to understand what statistical significance is. And this is what this question is asking. Um, the question asks us to think that we are curious about whether our professors and students at our school are of different political persuasions. So you take a sample of 20 professors and 20 students drawn randomly from each population. So you find that 10 professors say they are conservative and six students say they are conservative. So is this a statistically significant difference? That's how you, now, when you read the text, it, 
it tells you, it, it explains that yes, if you don't have, if you, if you don't take a sample, it's pretty easy to figure out, you know, whether or not, um, whether or not a change is significant or not, statistically significant. In the book, they use, um, I think they use the Honda Civic um, hybrid vehicles kind of as the the example, and um, but they take it as a whole population. They don't take actual um, samples. And then in the second paragraph on page three hundred and sixty of the text, it talks about the only way to to really figure out whether or not something is statistically significant when you're, when you're drawing from a sample is to test it and to hype, to use the logic of hypothesis testing. And that's where you spend a lot of your time in, um, testing your, your hypothesis. And in this one, um, we are trying to figure out whether or not, I mean, I drew the conclusion that it looks like from just looking at it, it looks like the, the um, the professors would be more conservative than the than the um, students, so that would be your your alternative hypotheses, and then you would have um, you know your your null hypothesis. Your null hypothesis would be that there is no statistical difference between um, uh, professors and students' uh, political persuasions, or whether or not they're conservative or not. Um. So that's one step. You, once you get that figured out, once you get the null and the, and the, uh, the alternative figured out, then you need to test it. <laughs> then you need to start taking your numbers that you've got and you need to start figuring out what test you want to use, right? And you want to avoid all these errors, the type 1 error and the type 2 error. Um, the type 1 error, that is, you know, it's the standard error of the mean. Um, I'm sorry, that's not... I'm sorry, I was looking at my the, my wrong notes there. Um, uh, but you do want to to look out for um, the, the 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 errors I, I mentioned, the type one error and the type two errors. They are, uh, you know, there's they're they're commonplace in 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 a study is what is what you see. But there's different there are different ways to reduce this and. And doing that is do your statistical testing that we're talking about here. And one that we're going to use is the T value. That's what I, that's what I ended up spending most of my time on, on this is, is calculating that. <clears throat> and my calculations, I don't, I'm not sure if I got it right or not. Um, I spent some time doing it, but I felt like since we we're using two different um, groups, that we would have two different types of means. So I thought that, you know, you, we would need to use the, um, the t-test for um, two different sample means. Um, and, I, you know, you have to come up with a standard deviation and calculate that. I, I used a 3.2 standard deviation on this, and um, I came up with that the... Um, that the T value I came up with was zero and the, the, the P value I used, which is the significance level. I used a, um, a 0.05 and 
with the T value I calculated coming out to zero, which, like I said, I, I hope that is correct. <laughs> um, I am going to say that there, the result is not significant enough to reject the, uh, the null hypothesis that, that um, there is no difference between professors and students' uh, political persuasions. So, um, that's, this, this week's assignment was the toughest one I felt like, and, but I felt like I was able to work my way through it and I hope I explained it well and I hope my calculation was correct. I, I spent some time on it, but, um, I appreciate, uh, this and I, I know there's only one week left and I appreciate you listening to all this and giving me great feedback. And so thank you again and enjoy your evening.